Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, happy Thursday to each and every one of you. One more day till the weekend, and today is a great day to be the one who stays in everyone else's lives when others are leaving. People will walk in and out of your life. We cannot always make other people stay, even when it is hard to let them go. Be the person to stand by others when they are in need, when they need support the most, even if it's easier to walk away. Choose to be the one to stay and be the light that others need in difficult times. Now let's get this Thursday started, folks. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now let's play hard. Welcome to the Crude Live Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. It is the tardy version this morning as it's been busy. I got back late last night from a trip out to Weld County, Colorado, where they're talking about succeeding from Colorado, joining Wyoming. Coming up on the work hard portion of today's program, Colorado State Senator Ray Scott. He's out in Grand Junction on the other side of the state. I was going to say, this is going to be a great interview, because weren't we just joking about this? That is Sterling, of course. Uh, we were, but, I, you know, and, and spoiler alert here, we had, you know, we had Governor Mark Gordon on last week from Wyoming, and Jenica and I, uh, a lot of times before some of her big interviews, we'll, we'll text or, or email or talk about, you know, questions. Right, and um, Sure. Yeah, because, you know, these are kind of important interviews and we don't want to waste their time yeah, and a lot of time we've got an audience actually that wants this information uh a lot of them don't a lot of them just want to go golf and a lot of them just want to go and you know and, and party and things like that but there's a lot of people that work in oil and gas that want this information so we take it serious it's news and we at the same time though you do want to ask some juicy questions yeah. you well, know you get get some meat you know, the master craftsman makes four boxes an hour. That stuff gets old pretty quick. Right. Okay, the technical stuff. So I thought, and folks, you can go back on the crudelife.com and check out the interview with Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon. I thought because the governor of Oklahoma, our governor, uh, Doug Burgum. Doug Burgum. Which... You know, I, I, I do have to apologize because last week I was kind of saying, you know, about the pledge and, and that sort of thing. But yeah. Governor Burgum signed an executive order. Mm -hmm. So he did sign an executive order. Uh, we've got, there's another state, too, that did an executive order. You mean order. the federal oh, lands, right? Wyoming yeah. and yeah. Uh, Texas. Texas so yeah. you, you had, at the time, I think four states that I was aware of, and there was a couple other saber rattlers, too, but four states that had signed executive orders to sue the president of the United States. And so in my mind, I'm thinking class action lawsuit. Better call Saul. <laughs> Better call Saul, right? Saul I mean, he'd be if, perfect for this. If you had a piece of that plane right. land at one <laughs> screw, land in your yard, better call Saul. So I'm thinking, well, we better call Saul on this one. So we actually asked the governor that question. We did not ask him the Weld County succession question because we thought that was the ridiculous one. Yeah, that one seemed pretty out there. That was <laughs> the one that made the news. <laughs> I know, right? The class action lawsuit didn't. 
So, oh for one on that one, oh for two, I guess. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It seems absurd, but I don't know. I'm really curious where this is going to go. I I think there's there the the class action lawsuit story is just beginning. By mm-hmm. the way, because now that some attorneys I've planted the seed, better call Saul. <laughs> I think it, all up and down that part of the Midwest, you know, when you think Colorado, about it, out of Wyoming, doesn't Texas, the, Oklahoma, doesn't the governor represent the people? Yeah. So technically. The state of Texas, all the people that live in Texas are suing the president on that executive order for either the pipeline or for the federal ban. I think maybe the solution cut and dry is like split it down the middle. Just get rid, uh, sell all the federal lands back to the states and let the states do what they want with it. Boy, that would be an interest. That would be a mad, 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 mad world, wouldn't it? I think it'd be awesome. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I mean, you know, I saw it as a young, young there's, child. There's been a lot of remakes about that movie, but anyway, that's we don't want to sidebar from right. from that too far. So, how was your week, by the way? I, uh, for yeah, me I personally, a lot of driving. Yeah, uh, ran into a federal roadblock, which we'll have to talk about that a little bit later. They were looking for you and Frackleberry Hound. Huh? Oh boy, how'd she do on the road? A lot of COVID stuff going on. Oh man, well, you drove not south. one mask in South Dakota. Nah, it's South Dakota. Not you, one mask. I just find it funny that you drove south to kind of get away from everything, and the weather seemed to really follow you. I was in sub-zero temperature. Minus eight mm-hmm. was where I was located. I was staying in Fort Collins and in Greeley. That was the high, probably. And I checked my temp, and it was eight minus eight degrees. <laughs> but then back home, it was minus 28. Yeah. yeah. Back in the Bakken. Yeah. Back in Williston, Dickinson. Of course, over on the east side, minus 24. Oh, okay. See that all that even. all that BS hot air coming out of the eastern <laughs> side of the state warms it by four yeah. degrees. <laughs> BS rises. That's why they call Chicago the Windy City. It's not from the wind; it's from no, all it's, the politics. It's all the gas, man. Just the gas, it's man. Gas. No, that's Milwaukee. Oh, <laughs> beer, Milwaukee. And bro- beer and brats, <laughs> sauerkraut, cabbage. Anyways, man, you're making me hungry. So, uh, you didn't? Did what did you do? Just uh, domestic duties? Yeah, I did dad stuff, man. That's the thing is, you know, I I got I know you got a family, but yours is at that stage where you can get up and go a little bit. You didn't I, get to have lunch with Stephanie Canales. I did not get to go down Cougar and drilling. See Depp- Beautiful ladies and talk to the nice people. Sean Forbes, oil field sourcing. We went to Del Frisco in Denver. Yeah, you sent me plenty of pictures. Outstanding lunch. We talked about some STEM. You know what STEM is? Your kids go to school with STEM, science, technology, engineering, uh, math. I probably get about a dozen emails about STEM. Used to be STEAM, by the way. STEAM? STEAM. Because arts was in there for an A. I love acting. But that got steamrolled right over and STEM <laughs> took over. But I was a big proponent of uh, STEAM. Okay. And North Dakota never had STEAM. Nevada did, surprisingly. Nevada, who is the worst in education every year. <laughs> hey, that's about, the reason I left the state. <laughs> below man. Alabama. Sorry, yeah. Alabama. It's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, we're coming for you. You're still kind of the stereotype. That's one of the reasons I moved up here. Good public schools. <laughs> was my favorite joke. It was Titus Andromedon from Kimmy Schmidt Kimmy was from Schmidt. Alabama, right? Yeah, or Mississippi. So. Mississippi. I Mississippi. Think, yeah. the, the, the asteroid turned the dinosaurs gay. <laughs> that was my favorite line that the public schools taught in Mississippi. That was just perfect. Oh, oh anyway. I should move there and write history books. It's like a fiction. You know, you just, yeah. <laughs> but uh, where So were, where did you all go? So you went down into Colorado. 
Yeah, we had some meetings with some operators and some service companies. I didn't even get to Becker Safety. That was one of the, that, I think that was the first meeting I had lined up as really? Devin Becker. And that one didn't happen? That one didn't happen. Well, huh. you knew you were going down there with some flexibility, right? And you were going to do some writing. And I, I didn't even get to didn't that. Really a little bit, but not too much. Uh, more notes. I didn't get to transcribe too much. It was mostly because, you know, the, the weather kind of socked you around a little bit. Yeah. And uh, it it changed the whole flow of everything. Of course, I, I brought Frackleberry Hound, and uh, it was difficult trying to get her outside. Yeah, it's a four-legged toddler. Oh. They can move at like 50 miles an hour. Who doesn't watch <laughs> iPad. Gets kind of annoyed when you I have know, an right? iPad. I know, right? It's like you actually wish you could just plug her in for a while I on know. a road trip. <laughs> but it was a good meeting. We had, uh, we're going we're gonna to help uh, Stephanie in any way we can with uh, the STEM uh, she's kind of spearheading some things for DEPA. It's a domestic cool. energy. Yeah. And she's an ambassador to the Department of Energy. Uh, by the way, she's on tomorrow's program. She's, oh, yeah, she'll be interviewed. She also cougar drilling is her day job. Right. But she's so active on so many different areas. And uh, she's just a beautiful person inside and outside. And so she's a, truly a gift to the industry. And so I'm glad uh, we had some time to catch up. I met her at the Bakken about five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Stayed in touch with her. Uh, very, very much a mutual interest towards where we want to see the industry go. Be a very inclusive. Be, be very reach out to all. You know, all the above. When we were having our, our lunch with uh, Sean Forbes and uh, Stephanie Canales in Denver, all the above energy was for walks of life, actually, is what we were talking about. So diversity if you will. Yeah, that seems to be the most common theme, right? Diversity. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, solar, wind, geothermal, nuclear, hydro. No, what right. we were talking about was how to connect with all walks of life. And that's what Stephanie folded in the STEM technology because we're going after the kids again. We're starting with the kids again. It's an education thing. Frackleberry Hounds are going to go meet some kids. Well, you know, there needs to be that counter narrative. And it doesn't need, I don't even mean it like that, really. I don't mean it as like yeah, a you do. thing. But, but you do. But, you know, there just that, needs but that, to be. But that is the correct word in terms of Webster's Dictionary. Are we still using Webster's or did Google take over? Webster's? Isn't Webster's no, I still have No, I think it's all Google now, baby. No, Webster still exists. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Okay. I stopped reading, though, when they started including Homer Simpson words, I think. Well, that's when I got in. That's when I got interested. So I'm curious. You're down here on this trip. I know you didn't get into Texas, but there's got to have been that must have been on everybody's mind, right? So what we did is, you know, we just kind of free formatted this week's show. Yeah, had JP Warren on yesterday from uh, Capital Petroleum Consultants. Thank you very much, JP Warren, for filling in for Sterling, and we basically got an update down there. And I was in actually Hot Springs that day. Okay. I, I spent the night in Hot Springs one night, right? And so we see what else do we have? We had Tiffany Wilson. Uh, we had a it's her birthday. Her birthday party got canceled down in Texas. Down in Texas because yeah. the place didn't have any power. Oh man! So they got canceled. We had her on, and she actually worked with uh, her competition. So all the fifteen hundred. Oil field workers, service workers, didn't have any power, water. Tiffany Wilson uh, with Aries Buildings. Brad Archer, president of Target Hospitality and Permian Lodging, right? These are all competition, right? right? All work together. Basically, it was just, 
There, there, boom, boom. Nice. Free, well, they've got generators. Comp, they've got there. Oh, yeah. generator, all kinds of yeah. different things. You know, who can do this? And these three, three different uh, uh, competitors stepped up, became basically the. What is that transformer where all the? Uh, <laughs> it's not the Dinobots, the Constructicons. Right? Or they all form one. Yeah, one I mean Voltron day. is, the, I guess, the one, but. That's yeah, kind of. I a, might be dating. That's like the GoBots of people, things. I think people. It's like the Hydrox of the Oreo the cookies. Hydrox. Hey, those are good, man. So I think we should try to get uh, people from all those talk about that because that's the so, kind well, of story. Well, Tiffany on to talk to about okay, it. Good. So on her birthday, she's working and and she's on basically talking about the 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 emergency service work she's doing down mm-hmm. there because you got to remember not only is she director of sales for the nation for Aries building she's got leadership roles in three or four different associations down there permian association of pipeliners oil field connections she mentioned two or three other ones that she had going on she's got kids so she's involved with that that's what I love about most of the people that, that I've got to meet on this show through you is that, you know, they've got a day job, which is important. Mm-hmm. They've got families, but they're also plugged in usually to two or three other extracurricular activities. Got to be. If, if you work in oil and gas, you almost got to be. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're not like second jobs because they it's, you know, it's a paycheck type of thing. It's, 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 it's volunteerism. You know? Yeah, but it's it's part of it. I mean, sure. it's just it is is part of it because yeah. um, it's just kind of cool to see, you know, it, the people because it, you know so much comes down to like at the end of the day you don't want to do anything else, and these people are actually going nope. Now but I got to do capitalism. this. Switching gears. That's the beauty of capitalism because those and people, motivation. But they understand it's the community that mm. is basically paying their salary at the end of the day, so they naturally give back. When you get a check from the government, you don't have that same kind of sense of giving back. I think with a government, if something goes wrong, the immediate thing is, what are they going to do to fix it? But if it comes from the community level, if you get people like these that are organizing, there's no expectation. It's just, wow, people are helping. Speaking of which, we should probably get to a couple news items because uh, <laughs> we, know, we, we do have uh, Ken Lavin coming up next. and uh, From Winter Mud, right? Yeah, but he, have you seen his resume? He's mm. got he's got five or six different things it's, he's doing. Yeah. I'm foreshadowing. Talk about another guy plugged in. I've tried to say goodbye to Ken Lavin and Matt Hill, and it takes an hour and a half. Got so time to talk. I, I believe we're probably going to have to bump news okay. at the end of the show. So I'd like to bring a couple news items in to the beginning of the show, and oh we'll, save the, we'll save The Rock for tomorrow. Okay, okay, good. The one I sent you? Because The Rock declared his presidency. Well. Folks, I called it four years ago on this program. Yeah, and six years ago, I think, actually, I heard you talking about it. Oh, so. yeah, it was six years yep. ago when I started talking well, about you it. Well, know, you know, he mentioned something about it in 2012. He mentioned something about it last year. No, he was year. courted, I believe. In, no, 2008, he was courted by the Republicans. Yeah, but that wasn't going to go anywhere. No, but he was courted. Yeah. He was kind of like how Charles Barkley was well, courted you know, he's to run. One of those guys where he has spoken to oh, both sides. Let's talk about sorry, it tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah, yeah okay, right, so, right, right. okay. All right. Hey, I, I do want to thank Sean Forbes, Oilfield Sourcing, and Jenica Hauser as well for filling in for Sterling. Uh, Jenica filled in last Friday. She did a fantastic job. Of course, Jenica is our crude life correspondent. She'll be taking over the daily news update, the daily update that's heard on the radio. Awesome. That we put on the podcast. She's going to take that over Monday, folks. So. Thank you, Jenica. Jenica, thank you very much. And that means the crude life is growing because that means people are actually taking on responsibility. <laughs> well, hey, that's the true sign of growth, I was told right? There'd be no responsibility. When somebody gives you commitment, 
that's when you know you're getting the true sign of growth. So it actually, it took us probably three, four months of just working with schedule. Well, she's got three kids and her, yeah, talk she's about taking care of her grandpa, you know, things and going at one time. Yeah, she's yeah. got all kinds of different things. And, yeah. and, and same with you, you know, we're still trying to figure out the flow there. And then we're launching this new news network uh, on the side. And so all kinds oh, of different the, things. The Bakken. Yeah, Bakken.com, okay. folks, by the way. about this. Yeah, it, it's it's no secret. Well, I know, but you just kind of keep teasing it in other conversations. Well, because it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. It's we, we have some other guy who's putting uh, the website back up. And it's it's gonna it's gonna be flashy and it's gonna involve all kinds of different things it's, and, and we'll about talk as good a URL as you can get, man. We'll talk more <laughs> about that at a different date. But uh, hey, a couple of your buddies are in the news. Bill Gates, Elon Musk. I see your idol worshiping. <laughs> you know, I really tried for three days to not pay any attention, but then they just keep they keep saying stuff, man. It's amazing now that I've pointed out the idol worshiping behind <laughs> Elon Musk. It's amazing. I was in headlines, isn't it? Oh, yeah. For everything. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, part of that, I think, is just Alexa listening to us, and it's an algorithm. So now we're getting oh, all I the Oh, I disagree. When you, take, when you take a look at it, I mean, th- there's all kinds of websites well, you remember that, that have our, Remember that news story I tried to throw you a week or so ago it's about like, him buying the rigs, and yeah. we go through it? There was no news. There was absolutely... It was there's his no marketing news. department farting something out. I was going to say, most of Elon Musk's news is... Elon Musk takes a dump today. Yeah. And it was good consistency. I'm probably going to get flack for this, but Elon Musk sounds like a failed axe deodorant to me every time it's said. He's, had, pro- he's probably going to crush me like a bug now. Well, Sorry, buddy. I know, because we're going to pitch him the forest. <laughs> oh, that's right. we got to pitch him the forest. <laughs> well, well, we're not he's, recording this, right? But here's the thing. He's... he's uh, I think he's actually getting ready to become a Republican candidate for president. You know, it's interesting because... I do believe that. Both him and Bill Gates have been very vocal about what's been going on in Texas over the last and That's what, that's what we're going to get to. But you, you li- I think you're right. You listen to what Gates is saying versus what Musk... Musk sounds much more like he's laying the ground for something. Oh, I really believe he's going to you know, reinvent... Well, Bloomberg did a the Republican bang-up party. job in the we primary. Just, we just talked about The Rock... <laughs> I'll reiterate my prediction that I've had for years. Don't open The Rock. Is that The Rock is going to start the People's Party. He will start a third party that he'll just announce on Instagram with 80 million followers, and he'll immediately have more members than the Republicans or the Democrats just by making an Instagram tweet. (laughs) Well, you know, we're, yeah, okay, we're not going to talk about it now. As right. soon as I heard the promo for Young Rock, I went, he's running for president, right? baby. A, you know and then what? two days later, the, the story Boom. comes out. Okay, back to the uh, idol worshiping. By the way, let's, <laughs> let's, let's take a moment here, by the way, folks, uh, to, to mention that we are going to start a new segment here. By the, the March Madness Tournament will be up and running very shortly. We're going to ask for solicitations on that. It's going to be a fun one. Last year was great. After March Madness. We're starting a new tournament that's going to carry us over through the summer. Thank God. Called Challenge of the Superminds. We're going to have different brackets. Climate change bracket. Okay. Fossil fuel bracket. It's going to be like a Jeopardy? Oh, no. It's going to be like March Madness. Okay. So it's going to be a tournament. Okay. And we're going to take quotes. Some of the greatest quotes. Some of the most preposterous. (laughs) Some of the most diabolical. Some of the most outrageous quotes. It's going to be really hard to find those. Coming from our, our paid leaders, mm-hmm. some of our idol-worshipped leaders, yeah. that 
You can't even believe. You cannot make up. And and we're gonna start stranger than fiction. And we're gonna start a bracket, bracketology, baby. And we're gonna track it. So as we go through the news items, if we happen to get a contender, flag it. Boom. Okay. Flag it. So right. if there's a quote during our news segments, it's gonna be like a crazy bingo game. That, that's a candidate. Okay. For the challenge of the superminds, maybe we'll start thirty-two teams, thirty-two different quotes. Yeah, we're going to so, have to limit ourselves because there's going to be a lot out there. I mean, 64 is the magic number, the 64 tournament. Yeah. So if we can go to there, that'd be great, but that's a lot of work, and I don't yeah. want to work this hard. Yeah. I think so, we should do rat races too. We've already got the voice guy too, Challenge of the Supermind. He's already done it. Has he really? Yeah, he's already Challenge done it. Challenge of the Supermind. So we've already invested in it. Okay, well, we're committed, man. So I'm- what do you got with Bill Gates? <laughs> How is Bill Gates trying to be our daddy today? What's Bill Gates t- well, telling Papa us? Well, Papa Gates... Says that the Texas governor. What's the headline? Bill Gates says Texas Governor Greg Abbott's explanation for power outages is actually wrong. This comes from Yahoo Finance. Okay. Billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates on Wednesday rebuked a claim made a day before by Texas Governor Greg Abbott that put blame for the state's massive cold weather power outage on the failure of renewable energy sources, such as wind and solar. In fact, extreme weather, like the winter storm that swept across the country in recent days, will become more likely as climate change worsens, Gates told Yahoo Financing, advocating instead for an expansion of renewable energy as part of his call for the U.S. to achieve net carbon emissions by 2050. So there's more there. But that gives you a good place to start. You know, it's amazing how quickly the finger-pointing starts, right? And it's amazing how quickly the media skirts over certain words, okay? Now, I'm going to start with a Fox News reference, okay? Because okay. I, I, I want to point out that I'm not being political here. I'm being journalistic, mm-hmm. all right? Fox News started a trend that really became extremely dangerous in the world of journalism, okay? Some people say, that became their source. Yeah. Okay. Anonymous, some people say. Yeah. Some people say. Yeah. Before then, you actually had to cite a name or an organization. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is coming from the you know, Corn Council. Okay. And so there was a source there. Or this is coming from Bob Shemansky, right. who's a source that was or cited. It was an off the record, but it was at least. Right. You knew it was somebody. So Fox News was really the first one to come out with, some people say, and that is a huge, huge element to advancing a narrative, okay? But it happened so quick. It's just that sleight of hand. That's what your story just did from Yahoo Finance, which I believe is probably from the Bloomberg too, okay? Probably. Like I always said, the Bloomberg, because I got to sound like an old man. (laughs) So do you know which word it was? Do you know which what it was in the in the two paragraphs? Philanthropist. Okay, no, that's a, that's a description. Bill Gates is a philanthropist okay. and he is a billionaire, so that's okay. Climate change. The, okay. Worsens. No, keep going. Uh, keep going. Read a few more, uh, and you'll get there. Expansion of renewable energy. Nope. There's Net w- zero there's, carbon. There's one word in there that changes the whole thing. That says this is a bullshit story. Oh man, it's too early for this. Because what Bill Gates is saying is that. The governor is wrong, and I have fact. That's what Bill Gates is saying, right? That's what the headline says? Yeah. Is that Bill Gates says that he knows more about the Texas grid sitting in Seattle, Washington, 
than the governor of Texas does in his own state. Yep. That's, that's what the message is right out of the gate. Now, if you go to the second paragraph, I believe it was the second paragraph, you said, and correct me if I'm wrong, you, meaning Bill Gates, said something about likely. I heard the word likely in there, which is no different than some people say. Some people say. Yeah. Likely is not fact. Likely is, okay, it could happen. Well, a lot of things could happen. You know, this is like bringing the, Tracy Jordan on Larry King's show and asking him about the crash of the Asian markets. It's, it's let's call Bill Gates and see what he says. This is exactly right. I'm glad that you made that comparison yeah. because this is, this is like, hey, Tracy Jordan, what should people do now that the stock market has crashed? Oh, man, it's going to be outrageous. It's, it's going to be, be like, like the, the 70s. 70s. <laughs> people are going to dance in the discos and movies are going to be $3. <laughs> See, with stuff like this, it's exactly it. Now, if they called The Rock, not to circle around too much, it might be actually kind of interesting. More people would probably listen, right? But do you see what I mean? Yeah. To where as soon as the word likely is in there, a good journalist should say, whoa, oh, so you don't know. Well, that's the problem with all these sites, So that, man. that's the end of this. So let's go to the other idol worshiping. We can get back to the uh, Bill Gates idol worshiping in just a second, because Bill Gates apparently is not only an authority on a pandemic, he he's also, also plays one on TV. is an authority when it comes to the Texas power grid, too. Okay, well, I mean, when you're a billionaire, I think you can say you're an authority on everything. Right? Isn't that the truth? So, <laughs> okay. New York Post. This is from the New York Post. Post. Okay. Elon Musk slams Texas power grid operator for being unreliable. Okay, right there. Two things tells me he's running for president as a Republican in 2024? You mean for president? Yeah. Did I say that? Did, yeah, I think so. Or did I say something else? No, you're right. Did I say president of Texas? Because that that Dude, could be a, it, it might be a thing. That might be a thing. He did move there, so they might they might have residency just, to be president of Texas. Texas just might put the border up around the state. Forget they're Mexico. They're going to build the wall, but it's just going to be the northern no, one. They're cool with Mexico now. They're going to build a northern wall. Okay, so there's that. There's our headline. Yeah, Texas builds northern wall. See, that's on the news so, tomorrow. The, the idol worshiping of Elon Musk, though, is that okay? First of all, the New York Post is a really Republican publication. It so, does tend to tend, uh, trend right, right. So if if they're going to you know be favorable to Musk, that tells me that okay, these guys are working. They're playing together nicely. That says Musk is, sees an opportunity on that side of the aisle. Okay, he's also been um, telling people don't demonize oil and gas. He's investing in oil and gas. I'm telling you, this guy is going to be a prominent political leader or control. A political Why not? It makes, party. I mean, from 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 the point of view of a billionaire and the, and the class mm -hmm. of billionaires like Gates and stuff like that and Bezos, it makes sense. Oh, right? totally. They're used to controlling things. So and and you know, as mu as much as I give him a hard time and the idol worshiping and everything along those lines, I'm not discounting it. No, I'm saying it because I'm jealous. Right. Yeah, There's I'm, a certain I'm, amount of built-in envy. I'm flat out jealous yeah. of the idol worshiping <laughs> behind this guy. Okay. Dude, I wouldn't want the worship, but I'd take the money. So. Elon Musk slammed the Texas electrical grid operator on Wednesday for being unreliable after millions of residents were left without power during a historic winter storm that brought record freezing temperatures to the state. Musk tweeted that the state's energy agency, the Electrical Reliable Council of Te Texas, ERCOT, I'm not familiar with that. ERCOT. No, I just learned is, about it. Is not earning that R on oh, reliability. Ha, get it? Okay. Yeah, he's very witty. Clever, he's clever, very clever, witty. 
In December, the billionaire moved from California to Austin, where he's building a new Tesla factory. Okay, now it's relevant because he actually lives in Tesla, or actually lives in Texas. He does live in Tesla. So it, yeah. it is an actual. He's he's an actual relevant news story. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates is not. Yeah. And Bill Gates is, they're actually allowing the media to have Bill Gates trump the governor of Texas. Okay, so anyway. Like, you know, it'd be just the same as having a Greta on. Is you're looking for an opinion. That's exactly right. You're looking for an opinion. Uh, Yeah. When you talk to Bill Gates. It's, and, oh boy, it's just something else. I know, right? It spins off and it makes its own gravy, the story. Meanwhile, Texans posted on social media that they slept in their Tesla cars to keep warm during the cold nights. See, that's a positive that's a electric car story in there. So, oh, because they, they released a camp mode. I didn't know that. So, anywho, yeah, that's wh- just interesting. So, here's the part of Texas Governor uh, Abbott. Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced on Tuesday he's calling for an investigation into anything but reliable energy company after more than 4 million residents had endured freezing temperatures during the blackout. Well, that's normal. Um, There should be an investigation, and hopefully some people will probably lose their job. They should, because if your job is to be reliable during an emergency, and you're not reliable during an emergency, and the excuse is, we didn't see this coming, I'm sorry, my kid has to do shooter drills at his school. Yeah. Do you know what the odds of a shooter in Fargo, Moorhead is? West Fargo? Dilworth? What's the other? Horace? Mm-hmm. What's the other? Uh, Thankfully low uh, to l- none. Getting struck by lightning, which I have. Right. Okay. You have more of a percentage of that. So much. Oh, I know. That's a okay. whole different that's, deal. Yeah, that's another that's story for another day. No, I totally agree with you. And, uh, you know, at least with, with somebody like Musk, you are getting, you know, he's, he's got a stake in it right but i think it's funny that most of us had no idea about this reliability council to begin with like i think you know kind of like post katrina it's we're going to start to realize i don't know what how, you're talking about how broke up our grid is how why these things are happening so yeah i got to i i got to wrap my head around this um what time we got oh we're way over and ken Lavin's calling right now so uh we got to take a brief pause but uh we come back we'll ask him yeah, let's talk a little. He's on Oklahoma, so okay. we're going to get an update get his, from him. And uh, I, this, this, I don't even know what that word is you said. And <laughs> I've got Frackleberry Hound. She's got to go outside. She's sitting by the door. So, folks, we got to take we'll a brief right pause. Back. We come back. Ken Lavin will join us. My name is Jason Spees. That is Sterling. This is the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. This is the idol-worshipping section here <laughs> of Bill oh, Gates, uh, who apparently knows more about the Texas grid than the governor of Texas. And Elon Musk, who's getting ready to run for president of the United States. I already called it with The Rock six years ago on this program, and I'm calling it right now with Elon Musk. Musk or Musk Rock. Rock. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing okay. I'm here for the moment, you know, and then I'm on my way. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody Riverman. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard.
is sponsored in part by... If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today. The industrial forest. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. Welcome back to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. The delayed version this morning on a Thursday. Frackleberry Hound is starting to growl at a climate activist walking around outside. We've got (laughs) Sterling back in studio, of course. And on our Swan Energy phone line, we've got Mr. Ken Lavin, L-A-V-I-N, He's with, are you ready for this? You better get a pen and paper, Sterling. You ready? I'm on it. Ready? He's with Winter Mud. That's like his business daddy, right. oil oil and gas company. Okay, that's that's what he does on his day-to-day basis. The nine-to-five. But, but then he also does little, little, little stuff on the side, too, because he's just that energetic. You ready for this? He's going to school. Right. Okay. So his, after his education, I'm sorry, after his business, he's got his schoolwork. Then he's doing outreach through fossil fuel fridays all right it's a kind of a video webisode we carried on the crude life media network as well on the radio side and uh, him and matt hill with night energy they get together every friday and they do under 10 minutes because of uh, certain vi- video length requirements right. for you know what i mean yeah, to, yeah. to, to short and sweet to appease one of the social media networks and sure. we'll talk to ken about that in a second but they're they're, they're kind of the um I don't know. I, I hate to say goofballs because they're they're not goofy, but they're fun. They, so they, presenting it in a fun way. I mean, one time they dressed up uh, in, in as dinosaurs and went in front of the state capitol. You know, so I mean, <laughs> they're go- awesome. they're goofy. Yeah, that's but, how you get attention. But they're fun, mm-hmm. and so it's not like stupid goofy, right? And he also, are you ready? Him and his kid do outdoor adventures too. Okay, so we had to schedule this call <laughs> last October. Just to get him on today. Busy man. Busy man. Busy so. guy. Well, thanks for being here, Ken. Ken, how are you doing today? Uh, man, I'm doing great. Sterling, Jason, thank you for the invite. Yes, we have been planning this for quite some time. <laughs> it has been between Fossil Fuel Fridays uh, and all the interviews, between uh, all the jobs that we've been doing with uh, Winter Mud, which thanks to our customers out there, greatly, greatly appreciated, and uh, the YouTube channel. It has been... It has been pretty crazy. Oh, and I forgot school. Yeah, uh, which I'll be done in August. All right. Uh, let's. Hey, 
we need to reset a new a set for this, and coming up in August, we need to have a celebration where we're all done. Yeah, that's amazing. So what what are you what are you in school for now? What are you finishing up with? So I'm finishing up with a bachelor's uh, business administration with a minor in ethics. Minor in ethics. We need more of those, definitely. And are you are you uh, is this for personal reasons? Does the business want you to do this? Is it you know because a lot of times businesses will ask you to go back to school for something or another. Did you get caught with something in business and they sent you to ethics school? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they did see your phone number on my phone. So they, uh, they Googled me. Yep, okay. association. <laughs> they Googled you, and I was in trouble after that. They are like, oh, okay, go ahead and add an ethics on there, too. No, actually, surprisingly, um, that was one of the things in my career. I had always I started from the field uh, where all the all the work is done, all the, all the guys that are working hard. That's where I started from. And then uh, as I moved up in management, I'd always gotten interviewed for those positions to, to move to that next level. Uh, and a lot of guys were very impressed, but they're like, wow, you do not have a degree. And it just kind of hit this glass ceiling. And so a uh, point in time in my career, 2018, I, uh, I walked away from the oil field and said, you know what, this is, uh, I've got to get this done. I've got to get it started and, uh, get it going. And so my wife was a huge supporter by the way. And, uh, so she helped, uh, and she has like six degrees. So oh, wow. Course, she, she, yeah, she's a, she's a genius. So, uh, but she pushed and pushed and said, hey, you know, I support you in doing this to you where you can move to the next level. So that's uh, that's where it started from. That's what it's about. And so now I can be able to move into those, uh, you know, vice president, CEO roles with the proper uh, pedigree. Yeah, the credentials. Well, that is go. great. Is this is this a bachelor's? Did I did I understand that right? That is correct. Okay. It's bachelor's. Now, I'm, are, I'm actually finishing out a bachelor's. Now, you would be what we used to call back in the day when I went to college a soda, which is students older than the average. Oh, by far, I'm the grandpa in the class. To say the yeah. <laughs> you uh, I'm the the voice of wisdom, but it's actually when you're raised by grandparents. Uh, you're talking about apple peelers and antiques and 1957, you know, Chevrolet <laughs> Bel Airs, and everyone's like, oh, you're that guy. You're that guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would date you a little bit. But, hey, you know, they say with uh, trees and education, the best time to do it was 20 years ago. The second best time to do it is today. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I actually went to college originally uh, straight out of high school on a full ride. Uh, but being a farm kid and everything that went on, I just never got to finish, so yeah. this was my opportunity to finish what I had left. So I'm right on, excited. congratulations! I remember when I took a semester off. Everybody said, "Oh, semester, huh? Well, you're done." Yeah, like that's <laughs> that was like twenty years ago. I did no, I I, I finished up. I, I went back. I ended up taking a year off, but um, uh, went back and got it done. Did you and find so, I'm sorry. Did you find yourself? I well, I went out to California for a year and nothing transferred, and you know, kind of yeah, I found myself, and others did too. <laughs> that was the problem. They, they found me they out found in California, me. so I had to just go back, I guess. Um, <laughs> anyway, but so you're down in Oklahoma, uh, okay? Are you guys experiencing any weather like Texas is, or did the uh, did the weather stop at the border? <laughs> You know, surprisingly, we did. We got several waves here. Uh, we were sitting at around negative 5, negative 8. 
Uh, nothing terrible like you guys get up there, but it was, uh, you know, uh, and we probably got here at the house. We probably got like six to eight inches. Nothing, nothing too crazy. But uh, from the and we did have the the talk of rolling blackouts, and a couple of neighborhoods next to ours did uh, get in the power of blackouts. But we didn't. We didn't really get in any of that here at our house, and uh, which was kind of odd. Um, but yeah, we were very grateful that that didn't happen. Luckily, we had the uh, natural gas fireplace. So, if it was to happen, we were we were set to go. We were gonna start a we were gonna do an outdoor adventure YouTube channel of huddering around the fireplace, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Make the best of it. Well, you know, that's good that's, to hear that the power and the water stayed on because that's you know we get negative five up here all the time. But uh, you know, we're all also sitting in our uh, sixty-eight degree houses with running water. So, well, <laughs> yeah. So, but with Texas, God, they, they need some prayer for sure. That's, uh, they were not prepared for that cold at that quick and uh, how it came out. And so, I yeah, find it interesting, able. the finger pointing already that's oh, gosh, happening. Yeah. You know, we came out right away and said, you know, let's use this as a teachable moment here. Let's start, you know, let's, let's just focus on the, the, the sterile parts of this before we get into the finger pointing because there's going to be all kinds of time for that. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, when, when I took a look at that photo of the helicopter mm-hmm. uh, using, y- using the, the de-icing chemical, spraying the, the wind turbines, I still believe this. And I've said this, I think, in every interview I've done since I've seen that photo, that is the best piece of PR to come out of the oil and gas industry in 10 years. I mean, oh, by far. No, by that, far. That, there is nothing that speaks a million words like a photo than that photo. In the same way that the climate activists just like have a woman holding her baby with a oil derrick in the background, you know, or a, or a well pad. That's what they did in Colorado. They didn't even use words. They just had pictures and that's it. Well, that, images, yeah. that, that image is the best one that we've had as an industry in over 10 years. You know, I think because I've, I've read, I don't know if we're talking about the same image, but I've read that... Uh, there has been some images circulating out there that were from actually uh, Sweden back in 2014. But regardless of that, I think this just is a great teachable moment because it clearly demonstrates that you need oil and gas as if nothing else, it's got to be your storage capacity. You got to be able to hold capacity, right? Right. And and that's what we're getting at is that to me, uh, Ken, and then I'll hand the baton off to you. I looked at it like this was a real test for this quote-unquote transition. And by the way, the transition really I call now the, I think the mad green rush is what I call it. I got to look at my notes. I wrote it down over the weekend. Like, <laughs> you called it a couple different well, things. <laughs> well, we're actually, what we're doing actually is we're, we're putting together a uh, terminology page, mm-hmm. a jargon terminology page for the crude life because we want to grab a hold of the narrative again. Like environmentalist. No, we're not allowing that anymore. It's a climate activist because the oil and gas industry are a lot more environmental than a lot of environmentalists I've met. So we're going to grab a hold of this narrative again. So uh, anywho, all right, getting back to wherever the heck I was going with what I was going with. Where was I even trailing off on, man? You were getting ready to hand it back to Ken. Hey, Ken. Yeah, yeah you're just yeah, toss that baton for sure. I'm ready. All right, I, 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 I'm sorry. 
I, I was spinning a little too fast on my soapbox there. I got, I got dizzy. I, I, I spun myself in circles. I've bored myself in circles. I just spun myself in circles there. Kick the box, Sterling. Kick the box from Okay. So I, I look at this as the, you know, at the end of the day, the reason we have energy is for emergencies. And, Absolutely. And, and yesterday failed down in Texas, and, and we'll find out why. I mean, we're, we're going to have Brooks Landgraf on from the state uh, uh, legislature. We're going to have on Wayne Christian from the Texas Railroad Commission. We've got uh, calls into uh, Governor Abbott's office. So we're going to continue to follow this and find out what the realities are. But I do look at this as a kind of a failed test as – this rush that I think we're moving a little too fast because we can't have people either in Texas go without power because uh, they get one day of a freeze. And in Colorado, you can't have people go without power for a day because somebody with a spray can spray paints um, earth first with an exclamation point and a fist on it, and it shuts down the grid. Um, so I, that's how I'm looking at this. How did you look at, you know, th- what happened in Texas as kind of a teachable moment and a pass fail and bring your ethics into it, Mr. College man. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'll try not to go too, uh, too rogue on you, so to speak, but the, uh, <laughs> you know what, what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, and you'll, you'll see this from the Abbott, from the, uh, Abbott, Abbott team when you talk to them. But there was a there was a miss there was a miscue or a mischange by this energy company this energy what's the right word Jason a um, kind of a conglomerate that changes where the energy is going to come from and how it's going to be put and here and there and wherever and it seems like there was a ball dropped like a transition like a transistor station like a like a switch station type of a thing what are we talking about so it's like a it's actually like a third party group i was just reading about this uh whenever that hit and uh, i cannot remember the name of it it's like an sp spg or a ppg um prg company. <laughs> who no no no, but they, they actually take all the uh, energy from the, the different departments of, uh, you know, wind and solar and natural gas, and, and they'll distribute it throughout all the different states. And Oklahoma's part of it, Texas uh, is a part of it, and then it goes all the way up to the north. And uh, they are actually kind of this third-party entity, and that's where a lot of this, uh, a lot of the, talking about the finger-pointing, there's this, hey, you know, how come we didn't have enough energy? How come this didn't go over there? How come this didn't go over there? And um, so I'm kind of waiting to hear how that uh, hear that how that shakes out because I am intrigued that one, I know that I've heard of those departments like that to where they you know conserve energy or they'll push energy to different areas, but I'm intrigued to see you know what what's their regulations? What's their you know when do you say turn this to this or turn that to that? to keep people, you know, warm and water running. So I'm looking and, uh, at the pre- press release that I got, finally. I mean, I've got a 100 of these press releases, so I, I haven't really been looking at them too closely because it's just, you know, I, I drove for nine hours, actually 10 and a half hours yesterday. I had a, ran into a federal checkpoint. Really ran into a federal checkpoint yesterday on the way back from uh weld county yeah so we'll, we can talk That'll about that another segment yeah, okay. talk about that in another segment wow. but uh the press release says uh 
the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, yes. the nonprofit that operates Texas's electrical grid. Okay, so I've never heard yeah. of that. Me neither. Um, we we had a Texas Railroad Commissioner Christy Craddock on the program two weeks ago. And uh, we do have, actually, Jenica just sent me an email, and she's corresponding with her office right now, so there's a chance that we might get the railroad commissioner on either next week or who knows. That's so uh, that's good. Um, anyway, sorry, I just got that email in. Uh, Ken Lavin, yeah, I, I'm not familiar with that, so I'm going to have to uh, do a little bit more research on that before I can speak uh, any, really, opinion on it. But, um, um, yeah, I... I Hence why, hence why I said I'm waiting for that to shake out and see how that rolls down. Because just like you, I'm not sure how to how to necessarily give an opinion on it. But it did. Mm-hmm. It was kind of that intriguing moment when you're looking through the headlines of like, wow, okay, I I was unaware. You know, I've heard of these, but I've never really you know realized what all it did. And if this is supposedly the you know the turning point of how all this came about, you know, I, I'm intrigued to see how it how the channels flow on how they make decisions and to tie on to that something we learned here in oklahoma we have the petroleum alliance um of oklahoma uh adria adria berry which uh she's the vice president of governmental affairs with the petroleum alliance she actually has been a huge voice here in oklahoma to help get uh legislation passed as well as to check over oklahoma as a whole from the uh from the energy sector, so to speak, to help out with that with Oklahoma. So that's been huge. They, uh, they, they saw it coming, and they made plans for it to be able to help out. ERCOT, that's the name of that acronym, ERCOT. The Electric Reliability Council. Yeah. Of Texas. Well, this is interesting. I mean, could, you know. How convenient. My... They put the O in there. A lot of people <laughs> leave it out, but they needed the O to make it, you know. Make it sound cool. To make it sound good. Yeah. So you could say ERCOT. I don't think I realized until the other day that, that Texas essentially operates almost entirely independently as a grid. And that we, we basically have three primary grids in this country. And one of them is Texas. When I started hearing that, I'm a Libra. Lucky Libra. Is it Mercury retrograde? Ladies, what does that mean? I'm a Libra. Okay. <laughs> so what it, I'm a Libra, right? So what I what I try to do, and I found a lot of Libras are like this. They they, they take a subject and they go back and forth like mental ping pong mm-hmm. till it's like water vapor, like right? With a ball. Just back and forth, no matter what it is. Doesn't mean you know, it doesn't mean you're gonna do the action. But you go, your mind goes through those thoughts, right? Okay, should I drink this coffee? Should I throw it in your face? Should I not? You know, should I should I dump it on the ground? I'll drink it. You know, that that's in a split second. This is what goes okay? through his head every day. He's with me. So, when you mentioned that about the grid, Texas being alone by itself, you're the fifth person in the last 24 hours to mention that to me. So that must be in the media. That must be all over the media, right? Okay, because I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't have a TV. I don't. I don't. I don't go on CNN.com. I don't do any of this stuff, right? The only news I get is fantasy football news. Okay, right. let's be honest here, folks. <laughs> that and professional wrestling. Okay. So. Well, you 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 tend to leave the noise behind. Well, I, I we got Christy Craddock on here. Yeah. She is the news. No, exactly. We got Ken Lavin on here. He is the news for crying out loud. We got newsmakers, right? right? But when, when I hear five people in a 24-hour period say that to me, i, I got to be honest. My Libra mind does go to the conspiracy that, well, what is this? Are they going to put Texas on the federal grid? 
Is that what they're trying to well, do no, here? Tex, so I started reading about this. I mean, so maybe that, Ken knows more. There's got to be. A, there's oh, there's oh. got to be conspiracy people out there oh, already well. for that, right? I mean, if 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 Q-tip on is around, that whole thing's got to be right. Well, I think one of the things was it was originally sort of put in place because they didn't want to be beholden to East Coast um, power outages. It's the same reason North Dakota has a state bank. It's mm-hmm. the same reason North Dakota has a state flour mill. Right. It's the same reason North Dakota has a state something or another that they have. I can't remember what it is. Well, it's, it's redundancy. It's, it's, in North Dakota, they did it to keep out basically General Mills right. and the big 3M out of Minneapolis because they were muscling their way in. And if you look at the state of North Dakota, there's zero corporations. Zero corporations because they can't compete with the state of North Dakota Bank, and they can't compete with the they can't compete with these big state entities. Well, and that's so what with that's with what Texas had got or whatever how you pronounce it. I mean, essentially, it's it's run by Texas, and I think that's where some of the finger pointing is coming at. Is that oh, if you guys had been tied into the network, you'd be okay, and maybe that's why portions of the state did remain on because they were part of the other networks. But that doesn't that's Tex- not the Texas problem. has so much energy that. They are influential for the planet. Like they they used to have they used to be known as the other OPEC. Right. Texas was. Just Texas. <laughs> just just Texas. Not even Oklahoma where Ken Lavin is. So uh, anyway, Ken, sorry, we got a little little sidebar there for a second. Oh, no, but you no, you no, you no, can no, jump no, in, man. No, jump in. Yes, please do. I, I, Otherwise I, 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 we'll I'll just go on. There. I was ready. I was excited. <laughs> you're uh, you're stirring it up, getting it going, man. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly right. I mean it's just this you know, they're their own entity. I mean, Texas has been awesome, you know. No, uh, don't let Governor Stitt uh, hear me say that. He might get upset. Well, your governor, <laughs> your, your governor signed an executive order against uh, the, the president of the United States. On the uh, federal land? On the federal land, yeah. yeah I am in governor of uh, Wyoming, yeah. as well as the governor of North Texas. Dakota, as Texas well as Texas. Too. And oh, by the way, why, why wouldn't that be a state issue? I mean, uh, just clear cut. Uh, little little, little uh, programming note in the work hard portion of the program, in the latter part where we actually get a little bit serious. Uh, Colorado State Senator Ray Scott is going to join us, and he's going to talk about Weld County succeeding. Ooh, I might stick around. For Colorado yeah. into Wyoming. Yeah, so that and could be fireworks. I want to be the fly. No, I want to be in involved. I was gonna yeah, say I want to be the fly on the wall, but no, I want to be involved. Totally involved. <laughs> So here's here's a little background in that, on that. We had the governor of Wyoming on, Mark Gordon, right? And b- right before uh, Je- Jenica interviewed him, and, and right before the interview, we were talking a little bit, and I said, hey, ask him. I said, ask him about um, class action lawsuit. Like, if the states can do a class action lawsuit against the president of the United States. I said, when you've got four governors that have signed an executive order to sue the president, they're representing all these people mm-hmm. from the state. So this tells me that, hey, I just spilled coffee in my lap, McDonald's. I'm going to come after you. <laughs> so I, I, you know, and, and I thought it was a little bit ridiculous, but there was still enough of, there's enough, you know, legitimacy to actually ask that question. And I thought, wow, we could actually make some news here. Okay. Yeah. And then Jenica brought up the Weld County thing about succeeding. And we, and we started laughing about that. And we only had a certain amount of time. Right. And so we had to prioritize the questions, right? And the Weld County one was like at the bottom because we thought it was a ridiculous right. question. It's a like, throwaway. It's so stupid. Yeah. Like, okay, a couple crazy people got whatever. Well, the next, I'm not kidding you, the next day after the interview, 
Denver Post, Weld County, Gre- Greeley <laughs> Tribune, all the newspapers, front page, is Weld County going to succeed in Wyoming? I'm going, damn it, we got out scooped. We, we had it. <laughs> got to figure so, out a way to monetize that. So, man. hey, Ken, a uh, li- little uh, lesson for you. little lesson for you. Sometimes the ridiculous questions aren't so ridiculous. So, anyway. Oh, yeah, by far. Hey, what do you make of that, by the way, about a you know Weld yeah. County succeeding into Wyoming? Is that is that ridiculous or real or what? No, I'm impressed. I, I actually spent a ton of time up there in Greeley, Colorado, uh, in my old field career. So I'm actually like kind of excited. I'm like, oh, I'm this to get interesting. So I think it would be, uh, I think it would definitely be a uh, a statement of power in a sense of not only for them as a county, but also as a, um, for the oil and gas industry. I think it would be like a big hoorah for them as well. I think it would be cool. I really do. I think to have a map changed in my lifetime right? without adding, you know, right. without adding it in the ocean, Guam, or something right. like that <laughs> over on the side. I'm talking about having to physically redo a map because... There's a bunch of people upset. That is cool. Well, you know, I mean, that's democracy, baby, right they, there. Yeah, and when I lived in California, yeah. there was there was lots of pushes on both sides of the aisle for separating the state into three basic separate states. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, we we get it up here, uh, merging North and South Dakota all the time, or separated into East and West. Hey, you know, fifty two percent of marriages end in divorce. You know, and you'd like to find an amicable way to divorce, so maybe that's the way to do it. <laughs> oh, now we got states that are now in weddings now. And we're just like, da, 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 da. Oh, I think it's going be a reality show. I'd watch that. All the counties are going Vegas stuff. Well, and you mentioned Vegas. That's that's my example. I give people going forward all the time because I'm really tired of. There's two things I'm tired of people saying. One is, the first one is, oh, we didn't see it coming. All right, pal, you're in a leadership role and you've been there for ten years, and this is the seventh time in ten years I've heard you say we didn't see it coming. No more. Second one is. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, BS. Vegas shut down. If Vegas shut down, anything is possible. I mean, the economy shut down for a year. Don't tell me nothing can be done anymore. So if Weld County wants to succeed and join Wyoming, by all means, I want to watch this thing play out. Yeah, I'll get some popcorn and, and, going. And, and we'll get oh, a... Man, we'll, We'll get a sponsor to sponsor it. We'll get a boots on the ground person down there to give us. And there's a ton of people out across Shale Play USA that'll watch this thing play out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, you can turn that oh, into a man. show. Hey, we should meet on the county. We should meet on the state line, and uh, actually, I'll just have like a you know everybody stand up, have a party, and have the gold shovels with the hard hats, ha. and like and the ribbon cutting. Just be like. Come on in. <laughs> Not to mention, we, we find the lines. Uh, State Senator John Cook is the former sheriff. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what so better for a correspondent yeah. than that? I mean, he's going to tell you the law right then right. and there. So he's not going to pick sides. Oh, yeah. He's a, you know, he's a big proponent of oil and gas because he's seen firsthand how 
oil and gas in Weld County was literally built by oil by oil and gas companies. The emergency services were mm-hmm. about you know hundred thousand dollar donation here to upgrade this equipment for emergency responders so they can have an EKG machine out in rural you know X Y Z because their employees live there. That's right? exactly you know, right. So take care of your people. Ken, you probably experienced oh, that yeah. in Oklahoma too. Oh yeah, by far. Well, I was gonna real quick back on the Greeley when I was up there working. Every every town, every uh, every store, every small business, every place that we went to up there, everyone was so welcoming, welcoming because they had brought so much business to these small areas, to these small businesses. Of like, hey, you know, you you have made our economy so much different. We thank you for coming up here, and so. It, it, yeah, the big picture, you know, talking about the grid and talking about, you know, warming America, uh, you got to, when you break it down into the smaller segments, you know, it's amazing how, how much it, it's making the economy grow even at the, at the base level, you know, and it's expanding not only just to, you know, the economy, but also to the micro economy uh, inside there. Yeah, it's got to be one of the only real industries I can think of. Maybe ag is somewhere in there, too, where really from top to bottom, it does actually filter down, right? So you've got yeah. you've got the, the, the mega bucks being made, but you've got the small communities that are yeah. supporting that. And I mean, it's... Yeah, and well, kind of like the... We'll jump into the, the YouTube channel, Outdoor Ventures. I mean, it's like the, the oil and gas has guys that are working, and that's what they do for a living, but... They're also spending their funds or their, you know, their paycheck at the sports stuff. They're spending their money at the, uh, you know, at the small local bait and tackle shop. They're yeah. spending their money at the four wheeler shop. You know, they're they're going out and spending their money in other places, or they're investing in, you know, other places, or they're putting money on Robinhood. Oh, I just did that. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, or you know, what have you? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's stimulating the economy. Is, is com- yeah, it's coming from what they do for a living, but they also do other things outside of the oil and gas Just to give a little bit of a esoteric energy lesson here on the economy, um, esoteric energy, you know, the 5,000-foot view, because we're not all nuts and bolts here. We like to take a step back and have an eagle eye on things. And you mentioned the ag economy. And we're talking about the oil and gas economy. Of course, I grew up in the ag economy, being on the eastern side of North Dakota. And the and I'll tell you right now, there, there's a big difference between the two economies. Oh. Just in the beginning, okay? The after, after the seed is planted, so to speak, you get the same thing afterwards, the same kind of trickle-down mm-hmm. uh, economics. But the difference is this, that in the oil and gas industry, that money comes from a capitalist and that person goes out and creates a capitalistic ecosystem right the ag is totally different ag is subsidized from the government so the government gives money to the farmer and then the farmer is told by the government to go buy a new pickup every year he's also told by the government to go buy a new combine every four years he's also told by the government to plant one of these three seeds he's also told by the government to go buy a new suit Wow. That's what I was going to say. We tried to switch over to cotton one year. We were in, we were wheat farmers and we tried to switch over to cotton one year because we knew it was going to be more beneficial for us to be able to buy equipment, to be able to produce more wheat 
we had to go to the government just to get approval to be able to switch from wheat to cotton mm-hmm. on your own land. Oh yeah, I had on no my idea. Own land. Oh, <laughs> this is this is how. Yeah, when people talk I about no I mean, about egg is egg is has been controlled from day one. I knew it was heavily subsidized in some areas. Oh no, areas. no control. No, I didn't realize it controlled yeah, and, like that. And like, they were, and they had a good point. Now again, you got to remember, I was a little kid back then, and my parents were trying to you know dumb it down for you know a. 12 year old 13 year old kid that's right. running these massive fields right and it was intriguing that they were like well you know they need to be able to make x amount of wheat so you can be able to you know supply the united states so if we succeed you know succeed from doing wheat you know they may not have enough to make quotas so we had to get approval to be able to switch to cotton to be able to so that way they knew they still had wheat somewhere yep. else and gotcha. i was like whoa okay <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does make sense to me, but it also, you know, unfortunately, like any system like that, it just, it tends to get either corrupted or neglected or, you know, abused. But it worked really well for the farmers because the farmers, they kind of didn't live a lavish lifestyle for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. So then when they were... Unless re- you were born into it. You right, know. right. Unless you were born into it. But otherwise, you were... It, the system that was created was you had a good safety net. Either the government was a safety net or even crop insurance. Right, so you insurance. actually had two safety nets. Yeah. And, or you but, had a wife that worked for a living. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That came later. That came later. Yeah, uh, but in the in the early days, yeah, the wife was actually probably the hardest worker there was because she was making the meals, taking care of the kids, tending the garden. Because yeah. remember, the garden was what fed the That's family. What fed the family. Yeah. Well, he was busy feeding the world. Well, she know, was be- busy, you know, feeding the family and taking care of the family. But um, the, the, my, my point is though that it created a community, and when they retired, they were so used to living penny 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 lifestyle that they did not become extravagant you know they went they started traveling and started you know but ex- most 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 farmers i've ever met or most people involved in ag you would describe as frugal you know that's they, what i mean yeah, because they, they, they had to be they had to stretch that well, money they, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely we, we had old equipment uh, i was what was that 90s uh 2000s and i was driving like 70s models <sighs> 60s models tractors yeah well you know that the smart farmers, you know how they made money, right? They, okay. Do you, What's you, you, you grew up in egg, Ken, you said? I did. I so you probably have a few, you, you probably have a few cousins that figure this out or uncles that, do you know how a farmer gets a raise? Hmm. Puts up a second mailbox. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have I think, not heard that one. That oh, was pretty man. good. <laughs> and, the, and the other one is, of course, that's uh, going to be a post-delivery joke type you, of thing, huh? You, you know why the farmer's brim has got that big curve on it, right? Because they're looking all the way back to the back of the mailbox for their check. <laughs> Where's that check at? Okay, you know that's. I oh, yeah. heard that one. I've had farmers uh, that leave the room when they hear those jokes. They get so mad. Oh boy, they get uh, mad. You know. But uh, anyway, I it's. Thanksgiving, they come out. You know, I'm okay subsidizing food. You know, making sure that the amount, of, right amount of wheat and stuff is being made, so there's food on the table. I'm okay with that. I yeah, I get, I get, I get the big picture. Kind of like the oil and gas of like, hey, we need to be to have natural gas to everybody in every house to be able to warm the whole world, right? Yeah. Uh, shoot, uh, you can even take this across seas. India became a natural gas state. What they just declared that a couple months ago, mm-hmm. last year. Uh, you know, so in the same instance on the farming side, I mean, they 
they're trying to think of the big picture, right? They're trying to make sure they have enough grain for everything. So I get that. I get that. It makes sense. Well, sir, we're way over on time. Appreciate you uh, coming on today to talk a, a little bit about things going on down in Oklahoma, as well as what's going on in your world. And then a little sidebar with the ag energy economy. Yeah, we got to bring Ken back. That's a whole other segment. They, they, they do operate the same. But, you know, when you take a look at it, I just want to get back to the, the difference between ag and energy economy. Not only does the, the subsidizing versus the capitalism mm-hmm. in the, at the root start, but even at the end result, okay, a lot of farmers are not giving $100,000 to the volunteer fire department so they can have a jaws of life. Right. An oil and gas company is doing that. And, and I, I cannot stress that enough, that the capitalism and the system that is currently happening in oil and gas needs to be preserved. And as the government continues to control the marketplace, I'm really worried about that because that that means that stuff goes away. That means that stuff goes uh, exactly. away. And yeah, and, and now yeah. that, that rural fire department has got to go wait in line with everybody else from the state or whoever the, you know, the sub-state ergot or whatever the heck that nonprofit third-party non-accountable agency <laughs> is. Well, that's what was the one in Texas kind of wrapping yeah. back. You know, everyone's got them. They got water districts that got third party appointed and political, non-political things and that kind of BS. So anyway, um, hey, man, uh, let's let's uh, let's end with a plug for your company, your website, your YouTube channel, your wife's favorite food. What else can we give? <laughs> Absolutely. So Ken Lavin, and you can reach me on LinkedIn. That's where uh, everybody is always seems to link up the best, and I love it because you can be able to get everyone's background, kind of see where you guys are from. Hey Ken, uh, by the way, Sterling does not have a LinkedIn account, and he never he doesn't what? have one. Nope, nope. He's dude. I'm telling you, man. He's not. Right, he's not plugged in with. Oil, he's not plugged in with oil and gas at all. He's plugged in with the rest of the world. Hey, that's okay. Hey, we need to go on the Gumball 3000 tour together. We can do that. Is that the show on Nickelodeon? That's a great show. No. Gumball? Gumball 3000. Come on Adventures now. of Gumball? I love it. It's like a rally run where you have like a, a supercar or a... Uh, a I want to be the banana guy. That's my favorite the, character on Adventures of Gumball. Oh, my God. What are we talking about here? I have here? no idea. Two different conversations. What? Oh, come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> Gumball 3000. Where are you guys at now? Jay-Z goes to this. Beyonce goes to this. You got uh, uh, David Hasselhoff, your favorite actor there, Jason. <laughs> I'm The Hoff. Jay-Z, Beyonce, who? David Hassel? What? No, I, I'm sorry. I must be too young for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know any of these names. I'm too young. <laughs> All right, Silver Fox. Look it up. Trust me, we gotta we gotta get the oil and gas involved, and whoever wants to sponsor, I'm definitely down because I want to go for sure. I, w- I want to be our representation for the oil and gas on the Gumball 3000. That's kind uh, you of heard it here first, right here. You get a sponsorship. Yep. I have Giant. no idea what Gumball 3000 is. What is that? Why don't you use the internet? Yeah, they're gonna this year. I think they're starting in Toronto. What do you mean uh, this year? What What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, and then they're going to go all the way to Havana. Who's they? And what? What? what is- it's a collection of companies that includes an apparel brand, a registered charity, and is best known for an annual three thousand mile international celebrity motor. Oh my God! It's Cannonball Run. Yeah. That's okay. It. All right. It's it's, it's a celebrity motor rally. Run. 
Oh, my word. Dude, this looks like fun. Okay, we'll have to get some sort of sponsor going. <laughs> We've got to. And I'm telling you, if you, and what's cool is so, like, in racing, pole position is based off of how much money you raise for your charity. So if you raise the most money for the charity that you're trying to help out with, then you get first place in the pole position. It's like rat race and cannonball run and yeah. mad, 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 mad world. Industrial forest. Yep. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, that's there interesting. I, I, I thought I got to dress up like the banana and, and do the banana song from Adventures of Gumball, like my kid watches on Nickelodeon. But we're, we were having two different conversations. Yeah. yeah, that's a conversation for your therapist, man. Yeah. Ah, Sterling <laughs> hit it on the head. Oh. <laughs> well, with that, you better plug your outdoor adventure channel and, and because, you know, you do it with your kid and the crude life is a family show. I don't know if we want the kids to listen to it, but it is a family show. And so uh, uh, how can people help out your kid? Because I know it's a, it's a good father-son uh, activity, and you're trying to turn it into you know, a little bit more. But also you understand, oh, well, it takes time. And if I spend time with my kid, oh, well, at least there's that. So, Absolutely. So it's Outdoor Ventures LLC, or you can do Outdoor Ventures in Oklahoma, and uh, it'll take you to the link there. You just Google it up. Super simple. And you'll see my son on there. His name is Braylon, Braylon Reed Lavin. And, uh, but he goes by Cowboy. That's his nickname is Cowboy. He's had that since he was like two. And uh, so reach awesome. out to Cowboy and myself. And uh, you can also, on my business side, is wintermud.com. Uh, also on LinkedIn as well. So, like I said, that's uh, that's a quick overview of me. Reach out anytime. Uh, they can, uh, and my phone number is on there as well. So, guys, thank you all so much for having me. Sterling, Jason, especially, thank you so much. It was great talking with you. Have a great one. Take care. Stay safe. Sounds, uh, sounds good. We'll see you guys soon. We'll see you on the next one. Snow's following, starting to blow. Season's drifting up on my front door. Well, life's Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. The driver shining with the mocky sound. A frozen cobblestone reflects the night. Riding up the smiling faces of the people passing by. It's the roadway shining with the mocky sound. frozen cobblestone reflects the night. A big time life And I'm walking out
The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is sponsored in part by... If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today. Industrial Forest. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Time now to work hard on the Swan Energy phone lines. Uh, My name is Senator Ray Scott. My Senate district is number seven in Mesa County, Colorado. Thank you for joining the program here today. And Wanted to bring you in for a couple of reasons. One is to talk about Weld County and the succession to Wyoming headlines I've been seeing pop up. And the second one is to get your thoughts on kind of how the Green New Deal and the, I call it the uh, mad green rush is what I call it now, to do this renewable thing. I really felt like it was tested this last week as America experienced a, a cold down in Texas especially, so we'll get Senator Scott's opinions on that. But how are you doing today out in Grand Junction area, right? That's where the, that's where yeah. you're kind of at? Yeah, that's that's my district, and, and uh, yeah, we're doing great out here. Okay, um, and you guys are big natural have, big natural gas out there, right? Yeah, we're, we're predominantly 100% natural gas. We, we have very little oil west of the Continental Divide. So our, our whole basin, the Piance Basin, is natural gas. That's what we produce over here. And how much of your district would be impacted by uh, executive order federal leases with uh, Joe Biden? Have you looked at that yet? Kind of pop question, I know, it's a, but I thought <laughs> yeah, as long as we're yeah. talking, hey. Well, it, it's a huge problem for us because we're about 76% federal land. So it's going to have a major impact uh, on new permitting uh, for anything on federal land. So yeah, we're we're you know we're kind of bracing for impact, um, which is unfortunate, but it's uh, it's what we're stuck with right now. We had uh, Mark Gordon, Governor of Wyoming, on the program last week, and one of the questions we actually had written down was about the Weld County succession because I saw it pop up in the USA Today about three four weeks ago. I didn't pay much attention to it to be honest because I you know I. Down in Texas, they have weekly meetings about it. Oklahoma monthly, you know that's how it goes. Sure, and, sure. And and then, but you know, you know the question we did ask him, which actually seems crazy now because the Weld the Weld County succession thing is back in the news again. But we actually asked him because the amount of governors that were suing the president, if they could do a class action lawsuit against the president based on this executive orders, because. That was where our logic went. If that 
so many governors are starting to sue the president. I mean, boy, class action's next. So we ended up asking him that question instead of the um, succession into Wyoming. So we thought we'd bring you on to talk a little bit about the succession to Wyoming. If you want to comment about the class action lawsuit, you can too, but that's just spe- that's, that's speculation stuff and in, in a little bit ridiculous. But at the same time, I really thought the Weld County thing was ridiculous too, but I see it's back in the news again. So Senator Ray Scott uh, from Colorado, what's going on with that Weld County succession talk? Well, you know, number one, being from Mesa County, we're a little bit jealous, right? Because we, we huh. kind of like to go to we kind of like to go to Utah or someplace else if we could. But you know, obviously, we, we all understand, you know, that that's that's a very very high bar to ever be able to cross. Uh, but you know, it, it, it does kind of excite the troops a little bit, if you will, the constituents out there. Uh, that you know, there might be some hope out there. I think you know, I think the biggest problem with that is how would you like to be the governor of a state? Where, you know, counties are trying to flee from your state. I mean, that's that's embarrassing, right? I mean, it's it's like it just it just speaks volumes about how terrible he's treating these different counties around the state of Colorado. Uh, you know, so from the embarrassment level nationally, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some blowback on him about that. I mean, he's doing his state of the state address today at 11 a.m. and I I doubt seriously he's going to talk about that. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where it shows you the attitude of the voters that they're very upset. Weld County does not have a bunch of public land in it, so they don't have to necessarily worry about executive orders. But the impacts that we've dealt with over the last couple of years from exactly what you mentioned at the beginning of your program was was this push towards what they want to call, I call them unreliable energy. I don't call it renewable energy because it is unreliable, and we just saw that happen in Texas. So... There's the crushing blow that not only our governor has had on Colorado with what we call Senate Bill 181, um, and then you have the federal government coming after you as well, all to push a green energy agenda, which we're now finding out, eh, you know what, guess what, it's not as special as people might want to think it is. Talk about the teachable moment in just a second about uh, the test that the renewable energy grid had. Uh, especially down in Texas. But, you know, I'll ask you a question I asked Senator Kramer, U.S. Senator Kramer, which was when when you've got the president of the United States coming out and saying, go build wind turbines, and then they appoint John Kerry at this, I I still don't know what a climate envoy or envoy is. I don't even know how to pronounce it correctly. That's how out to lunch I am on that whole thing. And then there's a climate Caesar on top of it. So you got to Caesar salad and an envoy. It's just un- unbelievable. But, well, it's, it's a little bit scary because at, at the end of the day, that can really dictate every single part of our life. So pe- people should not take their eye off of that slowly growing department of, of, of overreach. But that's a different topic for a different day. But um, I, for me, what I'm looking at here is that when you've got these, you know, I mean, they, they call the president, you know, the leader of the free world. And when he when he's telling people, you know, T.S. go back, but like kind of back when Clinton told people the, the coal miners stop stop mining coal and start coding again, and and uh, now they're saying stop doing fossil fuels and go build renewables. It to me it just smacks of rank prejudice, and and I, I just I you know you're from Colorado, so I think you're kind of in the lion's den of what's known as rank prejudice, but. 
just kind of your thoughts on that, because I, I just, you know, Senator Kramer had some comments on it, and I'd like to hear yours. Well, you know, it's again, it's one of those things that it, we've been dealing with for several years. Even though President Trump was doing a great job of getting, making us energy independent, you know, we still had problems within certain states, and Colorado was one of those states. And yes, I believe in sovereignty of the states and the Tenth Amendment and all those things. But the overreach, in our case, on federal lands was still in place for the almost the entire four years of President Trump's term. And we tried different things to try to get that pressure off of our federal lands so that we could do more energy production. Uh, but as you know, there's kind of a glut of natural gas worldwide, and there were some other issues with the cost of doing that. <clears throat> but the overreaching problem we have now is now we have a president that is very, very clear that he is anti-fossil fuel. You know, he didn't, you know, he obviously wouldn't say that during the, uh, the campaign, but right at the end, he finally let it slip that, you know, he was going to eliminate fossil fuel. So that's the path we're on. And then to have somebody like John Kerry, who, you know, obviously is a political hack, we know that. Yes, he will have impacts on all types of, of, of production and energy and all the things we we're, we're worried about. But I think you also know this too, and I'm sure Senator Kramer would agree that it's not so much sometimes the president that's that's running the show. It's all the different agencies that he puts puts his people into. So people in the EPA, people in uh, natural resources, those folks will be the ones that, that you know help keep the president's fingers clean, and they will go out and they will institute some very erroneous uh, restrictions on what we can and we can't do nationwide. And we've seen that here in Colorado. Governor Polis has been very crafty at how he's done this. But he's from the Obama administration. Basically, that's when he served in Congress. And he learned very well that you have your agencies do the dirty work. And then you can stand back and say, well, my fingerprints are on it. And I, and I think that's where we're at now. Unfortunately, to your point about the governor's filing lawsuits, that's exactly what's going to have to take place. Uh, this will have to be settled in the courts. And uh, if nothing else, hopefully that puts a stop uh, to them going forward with any crazy plans that they might have. But, of course, it's going to cost millions and millions of dollars and a lot of energy. And, you know, by the time they settle something in the lawsuits, you know, hopefully Joe Biden is gone. He's no longer the president. So we're in a crazy time here on multiple levels. And that just, you know, the, the idea of John Kerry of, of having any idea of what to do with energy is just absurd. My understanding is uh, Senator Kramer said he's got the largest fossil fuel footprint of any of the senators. Oh, <laughs> and and no. so ironically, he's the one in charge of it now. It's just great. I mean, you just can't I make know. it up. Uh, I do want to ask you about, so Texas is is kind of under the spotlight right now, and they should be. And I, I've said this on my podcast for the last few days and on the radio show that that photograph <laughs> of the helicopter de-icing the wind turbine is probably the best piece of public relations to come out of the oil and gas industry in 10 years. It's unbelievable because a picture shows a million words there that that just says it all, that at the end of the day, do you want everyday energy? And if you do, well, you need a helicopter that gets kind of de-ice your platitude world. So um, I, I look at what happened down in Texas as a tragedy, but at the same time, it was the first real test for renewable energy because Texas has got a big portion of their grid now devoted to renewable energy, and they 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 were not prepared at all. New York, New England, 
Just talk to the guys at Cabot Oil, fourth largest natural gas company in the United States. They're paying five, six times the amount in New England than they are in Pennsylvania because of the political, uh, whatever the governor put, how he wants foreign uh, energy imported in rather than stuff from Pennsylvania. You can't make it up. Again, it's 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 really, really remarkable. But talk to me about whether you think the renewable uh, you know, the whole movement passed or failed down in Texas. Well, obviously they get a, they get a grade of an F, uh, a total failure on, on their part. And I kind of go back to a conversation I had with Secretary Perry up in a conference we were at in Salt Lake City a couple of years ago, and Governor Herbert was there also from Utah. And we were having this little chat about Texas in general, and uh, Secretary Perry was telling us, and it was fascinating. He was telling us a story about their nuclear power plants. And what was happening at that time in Texas is they were producing so much power and they had shifted their grid around so much that the nuclear, which is obviously the cleanest form of producing energy, was literally having to sell the power below their cost to even keep it on the grid. And, and he even said back then, a couple of years ago, that they were so far out of balance in Texas but, you know, they were heading for some type of a disaster. You know, who, who knew it was going to be a snowstorm in Texas? But, you know, here we are. Um, and again, I think it points so much to the unreliable nature of solar and wind. You know, I don't know that true, but I don't think I'd want to be in a hospital in Dallas, Texas on, a, on life support and know that wind energy is going to be my source of keeping that machine running, right? Uh, a little scary to, to, at the least. But, you know, and I think the other thing it points to is these folks within that unreliable sector that have said, oh, well, we wanted all of the above energies. That's not that. Obviously, that's not true at all. Uh, they, they don't. They, they do believe that we can just have 100 percent. You know, the other interesting fact, too, is, you know, the battery storage that they're touting that they're coming up with. Well, I, I read something the other day where the entire United States could only last something like 14 minutes on the storage that's available today. That's it. So, you know, 14 minutes, you can't get to your car quick enough to get out of the house. Right. So they are so far behind the curve on getting the storage, the battery storage uh, in place to be even be able to handle a, a, the, in, you know, the most minute degree of storage for a case like what happened in Texas. And now, it, you know, there's going to be a spotlight on that. That is remarkable because um, about a decade ago, I read that we had a half hour of storage, so we've lost 15 minutes in the last yeah, 10 years, yeah. which yeah. Do, which makes sense because we've added a lot to the grid. We've, I mean, exactly. every, everything now is powered from our bikes to our, you know whatever, and so it's um, that was an eye opener to me because I've been hearing about the terawatt of storage for 10 years. And I've, sure. I've heard, I've heard Chicago, for example, they've only got a few hours of store of, of energy storage, you know, and some sure. other cities and things like that. And so it's interesting, 14 minutes, which I believe, I totally believe, but just to give the people an idea out there, 10 years ago, it was a half hour. So totally, um, well, um, just kind of uh, to end the interview and thank you, uh, Senator Ray Scott for your time. Sure. Um, what should people do over the next 60 days, 30 days along those things? Because really, there's a, there's a great opportunity right now for some very civil-minded, um, rational, 
emails and, and just discussions and that sort of thing. Very easy to finger point and shame and say, see, I told you so. But at the same time, right now might be a good time to email your senators or something like that and say, Texas is a good example why, why we should be having a different talk here, people. I mean, I don't know. What, what, what do you uh, recommend in a, in a time like this when everything seems to be the right and wrong answer? Well, you know, and I agree with what you're saying is they, they need to contact their federal representatives as quickly as possible and, and, and state representatives as well in different states because we are under mandates in Colorado, just like in a lot of other states, to be 100% basically unreliable energy by 2030. Uh, and that, that's just not even realistic. It doesn't even make sense. But I think now it's been exposed in a different light uh, where people that have truly believed that this is the answer, especially if you're a Texan right now, you're, you're, you're finding out the hard way it's not the answer. If we're truly going to have an all-of-the-above energy portfolio, which I believe in. I don't, you know, solar's got a place at the table. Wind's got a place at the table. But the, the people that want to push fossil fuel completely off the table have now learned a very valuable lesson. And I think this is going to resonate. And I think, you know, people's minds are going to change. There's, there's nothing more, you know, I can't even imagine, you know, being in some place where you have no heat for 48 hours or a week or, you know, any of those situations. That's that's a massive wake-up call, a massive wake-up call. We, we need to heed that warning. But listen, yeah, sure, wind and solar has a place at the table. But let's measure this stuff and let's be more, let's be smarter about how we implement and what we depend on. We have to have a smarter system. And I think we've, as I said, we've learned a valuable lesson. And uh, if you have relatives in Texas, give them a call and ask them how they're feeling today. Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com. Music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River with Jason Spies. Thank you for joining the program today. You know, I, I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I, I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomena. They really believe everything that people tell them. We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us and especially you, Jason. Without, without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is. So I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and, and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the, the, the operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. I'm glad that we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this. Prices can't go any lower for services. 
I, I, they're, they're too low right now. I, our margins are in the single percentage point if we're lucky, and we're not lucky that often. You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more important to shareholders. I can see for my 20 companies, they take it very serious. It makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good show last week. Jason, I love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important questions that that lead to the most important truths. Hey, this is Kevin Kramer representing proudly the state of North Dakota in the United States Senate. Talking to Jason Spies, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. We all like living the crude life, so... <laughs> The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. My name is Jason Spies and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with J.P. Warren with Capital Petroleum Consultants out of Texas, who's been without water and power for several days now. In just a moment, part of our exclusive interview with J.P. Warren right here on the Crude Life Daily Update. J.P. Warren, Capital Petroleum Consultants. Round the rotary. Is that water I hear in the background, Mr. JP Warren? That is a very sensitive microphone because I just poured a glass of water because we don't have running water here. Yep. We are riding this. uh, This is JP Warren reporting from uh, Houston, Texas. We ran out of water yesterday and uh, we've had power, fortunately, but uh, a lot of the neighbors, that's the thing, though. It's one of those things, like, doesn't matter. Of course, some communities are hit harder, but. It's kind of a, a, a crapshoot when it's ever who has water, who has power, who has who lost both, who has both. I think currently right now there's a lot of homes that are facing uh, – a lot of people are talking the, the outage of power right now. But fortunately, we're on kind of the other side of the, the, the hard freeze that uh, I guess was in Houston the last two days. Uh, should kind of uh, ease up by tomorrow. But it's just it's just one of those things. I mean you, you just – you know, you, for example, my wife and I, we had uh, – power and water and you know we had kind of a wait list of people to, who wanted to come over to our house and, and stay that had no power or water there's one of my customers and his, he's up in north dakota working rigs and his wife and his uh a newborn are at the house with his in-laws we open our homes to them but it's just it's just tough right now it's just you don't know when things get back to normal you keep on hearing uh about all this uh you know pe- people at homes right now with no power and water it just sucks but, I mean, we're making the best we can do. We're, it's camping for us right now. You know, it's uh, it could be worse. It could always be worse. The company is a Capital Petroleum Consultant, so we do uh, – uh, it's uh, engineer-owned and operated. work with two of my uh, best friends. Uh, they've been in the oil and gas industry for, you know, 15, 20 years, uh, engineers. So we do project engineering, uh, drilling completions, and we also uh, provide well site supervision uh, out there, pretty much uh, any, op- any uh, side of the operations that you're at. To listen to the full-length interview with J.P. Warren with Capital Petroleum Consultants or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our ever-growing army of social media energy enthusiasts at thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... It takes an industry to build a forest. 
Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com.